0: Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to
1: bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join John Klassen, Juju Morales, agents,
0: editors, and more on October 2nd, 2021. Visit PictureBookSummit.com to register.
1: Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible.
0: As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams.
1: Kirsty can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit Kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't
0: wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be.
1: Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. You know, when your grandma gives you a lemon tree, you should just make lemonade. Good advice. I always liked making lemonade. It is great advice, isn't it? But... It's not mine. I can't take credit for it. That goes to Jamie Dienahan, who wrote our first summer book club book, (laughs) When Grandma Gives You a Lemon Tree. Beautifully illustrated by Lorraine Rocca, we love this book for so many reasons. In fact, we have five things we love about this book.
0: Each week of our summer book club, we will list five fabulous things that make each book, well, Fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> for this one, our first fabulous thing is how this book is told in second person point of view, which is unique and perfect for the story.
1: Definitely. The second fabulous thing we love is the ideal blend of humor and heart. That one's always hard to nail, but this book is a great example. So true. And number three is the adorable illustrations,
0: the facial expressions that show so much emotion. They're so adorable.
1: I'm in love with the illustrations. Okay, another fabulous thing about this book is the exceptionally satisfying internal and external arcs.
0: Our last fabulous thing is the intergenerational relationship. We love stories that highlight grandparents and their grandchildren. So we want to know what you think is fabulous about this book. Make sure to tell us on social media with the hashtag
1: PBL Summer Book Club. Happy, Happy reading. reading! Although we won't have new interviews this summer, we'll be replaying some of our most listened to episodes. Enjoy this PBL replay. Here's
0: the very first episode we ever recorded.
1: <laughs> hey, Kim! Yes, Kirsty.
0: You really feel like we're making our voices heard these days, don't you?
1: Well, I don't know if anyone's listening, but <laughs> we sure are talking a lot.
0: <laughs> you know who definitely made their voices heard? Who? Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe.
1: Yes, they definitely did.
0: And today's book is Making Their Voices Heard, The Inspiring Friendship of Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe. This biography is about the amazing jazz singer Ella Fitzgerald and her struggle with racial discrimination specifically about not being allowed to perform at one of the biggest nightclubs in town. And what makes this biography a little different is that we also learn about Marilyn Monroe, the famous actress, and her struggle for better scripts and higher salary, but being refused because she was a woman. I love how relevant this book is right now, about how we can be friends with people who are different from us. And can I read a line from this book that shows this? Yes,
1: please do. Okay.
0: On the outside, you couldn't find two girls who looked more different. But on the inside, they were alike, full of hopes and dreams and plans of what might be. So beautiful. I love that Ellen Marilyn didn't let race or anything else stand in the way of their friendship and lifting and helping each other.
1: And that is such an important theme in the book. And I also love how this book is a great way for parents and teachers to start a conversation with kids about the history of racism in our country. So this powerful biography was written by Vivian Kirkfield and illustrated by Aliana Harris and published by Little Bee Books. And we're so excited that they're both here with us today to chat about this book's journey. Let's talk.
0: Vivian, let's start with you. What inspired you to write this book?
2: Back in 2000 and I guess 14, uh, end of 2014, I was online and I saw a photo of Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe sitting together in a nightclub. And they, they didn't look like they were just sitting together. They looked like they were really, truly friends. And then the caption of that photo, and it, the photo is actually in the back of the book, Uh, the, the caption (laughs) online told about how Marilyn Monroe had helped Ella Fitzgerald. And so I started doing some research and, uh, that even led me to want to write the story even more because the more I, the more I researched, the more I realized that then Ella had also helped Marilyn. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I I have to tell this story.
1: I love that. I also love how it shows that it doesn't matter who you are. You can be a famous actress, an amazing singer, that sometimes we all need a little help, right?
0: Yes, we need help. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Help.
1: So Aliana, what inspired you to choose to work on this project?
3: Okay, so my agent James, he emailed me and he said, I have a story here. I think you're going to like it. I I want you to check out the manuscript. So I um, opened up the manuscript and I gave it a read. And I never heard of Ella and Marilyn's story. And I was like, oh. I have to do this because it is a story I, I I never, ever heard about. And I love to work on stories that, that are, aren't really known. Like I try to stay away from things that, you know, people already know. If, if I can illustrate something that, that is new to most people, I'm going to go for it. So I, I heard about, you know, their story and I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I have to do this because I, I felt like People should see this now too, just like Vivian was saying, it's like something that's needed now. Mm. And I was like, maybe I could put my spin on the illustrations too, like put a little bit of myself in it. So I was like, yeah, this is something that I want to do.
1: Well, the illustrations are so beautiful. Uh, every time I look through the book, I'm just struck by the colors, the emerald green in her dress and the emotion on... Um, both of their faces I feel like on some pages I can hear the music playing from the jazz band it's just it's beautiful it's amazing
0: the art really does enhance the text
2: it's it a- really does thank you she, so much well. she brought the story to life <laughs> she and, really that, did. and that's cool. yeah and that's the job of the illustrator you know mm-hmm. I mean that's their gift And I looked at her work and the light and the shadow and the the aliveness of her work. I was like, yep. Okay. (laughs) That's the one.
0: (laughs) I love that. So Vivian, can you give us a look into your writing process for this story? Did you find it especially challenging to write a dual
2: biography? Yeah, it was the first um, dual biography I had done. And, and it was early on in, because I really only started writing in 2012 and then I took a nonfiction writing course in 2014. So I hadn't written any nonfiction before that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: so then at the end of 2014, I wrote, I started this story and I had a rough draft and I brought it to a conference in 2015 in the summer and an editor loved it. And she asked me to finish it, revise it. And then I signed with Essie, and so Essie sent it to her, and she loved it, but she couldn't get her publisher to acquire it. And they were afraid that it was a white savior story, meaning that the spotlight would be on Marilyn, Mm -hmm. and Marilyn would get the credit for helping Ella. Now, Marilyn did help Ella, but I had to find a way to bring balance to that so that we show, first of all, Ella was fabulously famous already.
1: On her
0: own. It's not like
2: she needed, she didn't need help. Right. She just needed some help to get into that, those certain particular nightclubs, but she she was touring the world already. So I had to find a way to, to show that and to show how she had really helped Marilyn first. But getting the information was hard. Uh, There were lots of books on Marilyn Monroe, lots of books on Ella Fitzgerald. So that, that was good. I could find out a lot of information. There were a lot of YouTube videos because they were famous women and they (laughs) lived in a time when people were already interviewing for TV or radio. So I was able to hear their voices and see them and hear them mention each other but nowhere did it tell me that they were friends. Nowhere. Hmm. And so I reached out to the author of one of several Marilyn Monroe books who happens to be a university professor. And she emails me back and she said, I don't know, but you should check uh, the president of the Marilyn Monroe fan club in California. So he has a website. I went there and I checked that and I emailed him. And he said, I think they were, but here's the phone number of the person who knows the answer. And it was the woman who had been Ella Fitzgerald's promoter for 37 years. And I called her and I was so nervous because I hate (laughs) calling people that I don't know. So we were on the phone for hours and she said, yes, they were definitely friends. They weren't friends like going to have coffee together because they, they really were very different people. Ella was very straight laced. Marilyn was more of a party girl, but they loved and respected each other. Whenever they did meet, they always sat and talked. So, so yeah, so that was my journey. I mean, the research was amazing and so much fun, but a challenge and I just kept revising it.
1: So, Kirstie and I were discussing that um, as we were going through the book for the 50th thousandth time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We love it so much. Um, Just how um, seamless you made this dual biography. I've written a biography about one person, so I know how difficult that is. And you've just done such a great job of balancing this story between these two people and really weaving their stories together so beautifully. Just Thank to- you. So, Aliana, I have a question for you about your illustration process. I was looking at some of the other books that you've illustrated. I've noticed a lot of nonfiction, which I love. Books like Patricia's Vision, The Doctor Who Saved Sight, written by Michelle Lord. I also noticed that you did the cover of A Good Kind of Trouble, which I'm currently in the middle of reading and is so good, um, but I'm hoping you can give us a little bit of insight into your illustration process for making their voices heard.
3: Usually the art director uh, sends me pictures of you know whoever the book is about, like pictures of Um, usually pictures of them sometimes like what they're wearing or where they're from but but um, in this case uh, Rob Wall and Courtney they sent me pictures of both Ella and Marilyn together and then some pictures of um, Ella's dresses but um, in the beginning I usually do sketches but for some reason I could not get Marilyn's likeness down I just could not do it and I, I, I don't I don't get why usually likeness is a thing that I can get like automatically but I just couldn't get it and they just would send me more pictures and then I'd be on google images almost every day trying to find pictures and um I just had to revise it until um Courtney, Courtney would be like well just change her eyebrows a little bit maybe the hair maybe so. and I would change it like little by little until we finally got it But yeah, I usually do sketches and then the art directors look over and say, okay, well, maybe like change the composition here, revise it here, change the clothes here. Um, A lot of times I had to change the dresses they were wearing to make it fit the the era, the year. Oh, okay, Um, yeah. Yeah, so usually that's what I have to do, but I revise until I get to color. And then they tell me what color things need to be and then I change it however they need it. That's usually how it goes. A couple sketches. Color, but with a lot of research
0: a lot of research and a lot of revising just like the writing portion of it right so we have one last question for both of you when someone reads this book what do you hope that they feel or learn how about you aliana
3: i hope they feel what it's like to have a true friend that is willing to help you even if you are different, it's always good to have friends that, that always, like, you know, have your back. It's like, I'm gonna help you just because I believe in you. So I, I would want readers to feel that. I know
0: that readers definitely feel that. What about you, Vivian?
2: Um, that our friends can look like us, can look unlike us, can go to the same church or temple or none at all. I mean, our friends can be very different from us. But more than that, that this, this feeling of um, being an ally, of allyship, that we, we don't just say everybody should be equal, but we actually, like Marilyn, we step up and we do something. I mean, she reached out and she called that owner. Now, that was an odd thing for a white young starlet to do back in the mid 50s. Rosa Parks had not, you know, had the bus incident and Martin Luther King had not had the I have a dream speech. So this was pre civil rights. It was right on the cusp of civil rights starting, but Marilyn, she didn't care. She really, and people don't, and that's the third thing I want people to know is that we are all such complex individuals. Just because everybody thinks Marilyn Monroe was a ditzy blonde bombshell, she had so much more to her as a person. She was the first female movie star to own her own movie production company. And she went to New York jazz clubs and 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 enjoyed the music because she loved jazz. So she didn't care. So I, I think
3: yeah. you know, we have to
2: help children see that everybody has so many layers and we have to appreciate people for all of their layers.
1: We wanna thank Vivian Kirkfield and Aliana Harris for joining us today and giving us a look into their creative process for making their voices heard. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about Vivian and Aliana and all the other fabulous books they have out in the world. And remember, if you have a picture book that you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number 2 at gmail.com.
3: Happy looking!